Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, is it 3 o'clock already? Yes, it is. Bomb, bomb. 3.03, in fact. McMonigle here with you on the fan. 877-337-6666. Two more hours of our midnight ride. Why don't you hang with me? We'll have some fun. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that there was something that happened with the New York Yankees that made me feel even better about the Soto trade. And that was the fact that the Yankees picked up former Boston Red Sox and former Dodger Jeter Downs, former Dodger prospect named after Derek Jeter, was failed in Boston after, you guessed it, traded for in the Mookie Betts deal. And that's why I feel better about the Soto trade, even if it's only one year. When you look at these deals, that deal was Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. The catcher, who was pretty much the starting catcher for the Red Sox this season, played 126 games, hit 235. Connor Wong, Verdugo, and Jeter Downs. Connor Wong is a light-hitting catcher who played 126 games, and the other two were with the Yankees. And they traded Verdugo for Weissert, the relief pitcher, and a couple of low-level pitching prospects. That's what they gave up for Mookie Betts. So you know what? And I'm not saying that's the same package that the Yankees gave up, and we'll see. I like Michael King. I think there's a chance he can be a real good starting pitcher in this league, and I think there's a chance that he's going to be a, a real big piece of that Padre rotation. But whenever you can get the generational player, whenever you can get the great player, you go out and you do it. Now, I know they signed him to another, they signed him to a contract extension for a long time, but that first year they won the World Series. And he's been an unbelievable player for them year in and year out. And so when you have an opportunity to trade, that was the same thing as a one-year rental. Now, they were able to extend extend them. I understand that. But when you are able to trade for the great player, you do it. And even if it's one year, look what they got for Mookie Betts. Verdugo, who is now playing left field for the New York Yankees after just a tumultuous time in Boston where him and the manager just did not see eye to eye. A failed prospect in Jeter Downs, who's now, what, on his fourth or fifth team after being picked up by the Yankees, and light-hitting catcher Connor Wong. And they gave away Mookie Betts for that. And that's why you could say anything about the Steinbrenners you like, and they don't spend money, and they don't do this, and they don't go that extra mile, and they don't do that. They didn't trade Aaron Judge. They don't trade away their great players. They keep them. They spend. They know they can't trade away Mookie Betts. They can't trade away Aaron Judge. They can't trade away those type players. That's what pisses me off, and I and I, I go on rants about the um, 
The Tampa Bay Rays possibly, uh, thankfully, they didn't. I guess I don't really care. I guess I hate them, but the idea that they would trade away a Rosarena. Now he's not quite Mookie Betts or Aaron Judge, but he's a excellent player. He's an excellent player. And if your fan base or lack thereof, for that matter, and who would want to be a fan of a team who can't figure out a way to keep a player who's still under control, like like Randy or Rosarena? Like, you you need, there's one thing you need to do. You need to figure out how to keep your stars. That should just be the one unforgiving line in the sand for almost every franchise. Every franchise has enough money to make sure they keep their homegrown stars. Like the Kansas City Royals, we were just talking about them, uh, and and Connor just, uh, Colton, excuse me, I apologize. I had Connor Wong on my mind. Colton uh, mentioned um, Bobby Witt Jr., now, I am partial to Bobby Witt Jr. because he made me a lot of money because I got a very nice Bobby Witt Jr. baseball card, luckily, once. And I sold it for a lot of money. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. So I'm your guy. I pay attention to him. He's had a great start to his career. The Royals have to figure out a way to make sure he's a Royal. Like, I know they're the Royals, but you have to make sure you figure out a way that he stays a Royal. Like, those lesser teams, that's the one thing. All right. You can't dabble in free agency. All right, I understand. You can't spend a ton of money. But at the very least, the only thing that any fan base should be able to ask without worry or out fear of thinking it's against what's best for the organization is keep your homegrown stars. And, yes, the Yankees allowed Robinson Cano to leave, and it might have been the best thing. They replaced them with... Crap (laughs) in Ellsbury, but who knows what would have happened if he stayed a Yankee. You can't trade Mookie Betts. You can't trade Aaron Judge. And when Juan Soto becomes available, you go get him. So now it's just about Yamamoto. That's it. We're on the Yamamoto watch. I can't wait any longer. I am so tired of this. What is he doing? What is taking so long? Why can't he make up his mind? I'll tell you why he's waiting for Hal Steinbrenner to give a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Go get him, Hal. Go get him. Because I'm telling you right now, for all of you, I know there's a couple of you. There's uh, You've been tweeting at me this morning, despite me feeling like I've had a pretty good show here. Uh, sports reporter... All right, sportsreporters.com is tweeting at me, calling me a buffoon, making fun of my weight. Real nice. I'm the only one who gets to make fun of my weight. But as obnoxious as you may think I am, you wait. You just wait. For all of you, of all you Yankee haters and, and particularly McMonagall haters, you better hope that they don't sign Otani. Uh, I, um, excuse me, Otani. That they don't sign Yamamoto. I am going to be so obnoxious if the winter of Yamasoto actually happens. I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm going to walk in here every day with a smile on my face. And whatever the topic may be of the day, I'll do that for the Open. But I will mention Yamasoto at some point in every hour of every show. I'm going to be relentless. Because... That's the move all you Yankee fans told me they wouldn't make. None of those guys are still around. 
None of those Yankee haters who said the Steinbrenners won't do it. They're run like a dog and pony show. They don't care about winning anymore. All that matters is the chicken buckets and the the selling of the beer. That was very Steve Summers-like. The chicken buckets and the selling of the beer and the what is it already? That's all That's all they care about, those Steinbrenners. They don't care anymore. Not, hard to find any of those right now. The Yankee fans who said it, they're hanging low. They don't want to talk about it. And all the, the Met fans haven't said anything either. You guys have all stayed low, hanging around while they go out and trade for Juan Soto and try and get Yamamoto. Everybody's just keeping quiet. All you Steinbrenner haters and Cashman haters. And you know what? You Yankee fans turn so fast. Oh. So fast. Yankees are all in. Yankees are full operation. All it took was Juan Soto. All it took was one trade. All it took was trading away Michael King. And suddenly it's like, oh, the Yankees are back. I love it. The Yankees are back. The Steinbrenners mean business. How quick. How quick you all turn. should be ashamed of yourselves forever doubting them. Vince in Rockland County. What's up, Vince? Hi. Great show. Thank Uh, you, buddy. Lifelong Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking, I think this guy is asking too much money. I Would would it make better sense well, if they went after Montgomery and Snell? I mean, is it better to have two above-average pitches than one great in a starting rotation when you got you already got cold and you know, I'm hoping Rodon comes back? And yeah. Then you got, um, I, I, well, first off, me. first off, first off, uh, I I understand your point. Let me let me attack a couple. Well, not attack. Let me uh, debate a couple different things. One, we don't know what he's asking. Like we don't know. It's been reported. Then there's yeah. reports that three hundred million is not on the table. That no one's offered that. Like we don't know exactly the number. Now there's some thoughts it could get up to pass coal money if 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 um you know the Mets really get into it here. Yeah, if that's if that's going to be the number, 340, 350, something crazy, yeah, I think there's a case to be made. But at the same time, that'll be over a bunch of different years, uh, and the average annual salary won't be as much as Snell and Montgomery because you're going to give them you know less money overall. The right. overall big number all put together will be lesser. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to hurt the, the impact of the salary cap and and hurt you more trying to sign Juan Soto than just the one pitcher. But you're right. I mean, ultimately, if Montgomery's going to pitch the way he's pitched, and you know what Snell is. Snell's a proven commodity. He's not going to give you a ton of innings, but the innings he does give you, he might walk a, a, a batter or two more than right. you'd like, and he might drive you nuts. But ultimately, he was. I was talking about Otani uh, being the, the second, uh, the best, uh, the toughest pitcher to get a hit against in the American League. The toughest pitcher to get a hit against in all of Major League Baseball was Blake Snell. He had yeah, a one, Mc, he had, yeah, a, he had a one eighty one batting average against. So he's an excellent starting pitcher. And yeah, to have two of those guys in a rotation is better than probably just having Soto, but uh, Yamamoto. But I, I want that star ace pitcher, and I don't know if those two guys are are yeah, that well, same level. Montgomery has shown me though he's a he's a, he's a big time pitcher, in big games. Um, yeah, I, he, pitched, I mean, he pitched well in this postseason. Uh, I mean, that is they, true. They, they stretched him out, um, and maybe you know Yankees have will have a little more confidence in them. I think that in the past they used to always pull him. It seemed like you know, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. time for him to go. Well, and, a lot uh, of things would have to change. Obviously, if he would have come back, um, they would have to let him pitch the way he wants to pitch. I don't think that would be a major problem. They they wanted him to throw more breaking stuff. He likes to live off his fastball a little bit more, 
And, yeah, I mean, I'm hesitant to say anyone's proven off of one season. He did pitch a game and won a, a game for the Yankees in the playoffs in 2020. Uh, but he had one good postseason run here. We've seen that before with players. So I'm I'm hesitant to just flat out say he's a proven postseason player. Like, if I told you that um, Harrison Bader is a proven postseason player, I, player, I don't know if you would agree with me, but he was for the Yankees uh, first season. So, I mean, we'll see. I like him. I don't think he's an ace. I think he's a very good pitcher and a solid pitcher who I would trust in a big game, no doubt. I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to call him a proven postseason player, but if I was starting a big game tomorrow, would I feel good that Montgomery would give me a good start? Yeah, I probably would. I probably would feel pretty good about it. So, I mean, there's value in that, clearly. And to to get both of them helps your rotation. Now, the rotation currently is obviously uh, Cole, who you feel great about, coming off of Cy Young in his best year as a Yankee, and the idea of how he pitched in the postseason the year before. Uh, Rodon, who's a complete question mark, but I refuse to – I just – he has to be better. He has to be healthier. He has to be better. There's there's just – he's a proven pitcher at being – he's a proven dominant pitcher. The health thing is a little bit of an issue, but the way he pitched last year is very unlike him. I would have to imagine he'll come back and it, and at least be somewhat closer to the pitcher he's been for the last three years of his career. So you got Rodon number two, right? You got Nesta Cortez, who you feel good about uh, moving forward and what he's been. If he can stay healthy, you feel good about him. And you got Clark Schmidt. And then Warren would be like the 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 fifth pitcher as of right now. Whoever would be the fifth pitcher right now. So, yeah, you need another starting pitcher. You could use two starting pitchers, no doubt. Maybe there's a lot of talk. Montas could be brought back if they go out and get Yamamoto and add Montas to this thing. I think I would turn and try and pivot to get Corbin Burns. I think you can still go do that. You have Peraza. You have prospects. You didn't trade. There's other guys you can go out. It's a year of Corbin Burns. I don't think it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. I just told you what you got. What you got, Mookie Betts for one year. Alex in Manhattan. What's up, Alex? How you doing? How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Listen, I'm. Uh, first, I want to take my licks, and then I want to make a tiny point. Okay. I was one of the Cashman haters. Oh. We went back and forth a how, few how, times. How, how's it been? Have your have your eyes adjusted to the light yet? Now that you, you've, uh, starting, you've crawled out, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so, you know, I was frustrated. I was still, you know, I told you I was never going to stop being a Yankee fan. I was frustrated. But I'm glad to see the ties turning, and now I got to give it to Steinbrenner. So, all, right, so all right, so let me ask you, were a, you were certainly a Cashman hater. Were you also a, a Steinbrenner I don't, a hater, or did you lose faith in Steinbrenner? I wasn't a hater, but I thought it was running the, the I thought it was running the, the Yankees like a, like an accounting firm. Okay, all right. Like so, so I want to ask you a question because honestly, I, I was half kidding, but it's been truthful. I haven't gotten a lot of calls from the Cashman haters and Steinbrenner haters recently, so I want to ask you a question because I'm curious. Sure. About if they have they done enough and shown you enough that they're in on Yamamoto and that their thought process has changed even if they don't get him. If we find out Absolutely. if we if we find out tomorrow that he signed with the Mets for 340 million dollars 
uh, and we never we don't hear what the Yankee number is necessarily. But you're convinced that they really were in on this. They tried, and you expect them now to pivot to something else and really be all in on this season. You've seen enough where you don't believe this is just noise. They are in on Yamamoto. They are willing to spend money, and you feel a lot better about the team, even if they fall short to an enormous contract given away by Steve Cohen. 100%. Even okay. to the fact that I already told my wife that to make plans at least of 20 games, we're going next year with the fans. All right. Uh, Let's so I'm go. I'm all in again. Time brainer. Thank you very much. Cashman, thank you very much. You know, the same way. Look at you. Look at this. Rant, you, you have to come back and take your legs and, and meet when you're wrong. And I'm doing that on the radio. You know, you say we're hiding. I wasn't hiding. It's kind of hard <laughs> to get to see you lately because you're doing really good. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations on your show. Oh, thank you very much, Alex. I love you. I love it. We're starting to, we're starting to melt some of the ice of the fan base. I, it feels like it's already yeah. completely. It, it's amazing. All it took was the Juan Soto deal, and and at least really sounding like they're in on Yamamoto, and everybody's back on board. I love it. Yes, because I think we need some good vibes. We need some good vibes around much. the team. They didn't give much. In my opinion, for Soto, yeah, I think that was a great deal. I mean, whoever they gave it was worth it. They didn't give none of the shortstop or so forth, so I'm, I was okay with that. Right. But uh, I, I want to also pivot to Shohei Otani now that I took my lick. Okay. <laughs> and I don't understand. I'm 50 years old. Yes. And I don't understand where are people coming from when you say that he's the best player, like what they don't understand about it. I don't know. I mean, big Big Papi, he went on on uh, on a Dominican podcast. He went on a Dominican podcast. Player. Yeah, so okay. Domin- um, Dominican-based podcast, podcaster from the Dominican Republic. Okay, and he said that Shohei Otani is Pedro Martinez and Big Papi together. Yeah, he said he's the best player they ever said, but he said one impo- one very important thing. He said baseball players are Creatures of habit. Imagine having to have a habit to pitching and a, a habit of, and keeping your habit for hitting. Of course. I mean, this is incredible what of, you guys uh, do. Uh, it's, it's an underrated aspect of this. Completely true. You see switch hitters go through slumps one-handed one handed and the other. Like, they'll switch hitters will be hot lefty but can't figure it out right-handed because the mechanics are a little bit different, and trying to keep the mechanics of your swing, both lefty and righty, at, at both really well at the same time is very difficult. Can you imagine focused on a swing in Major League Baseball that it's easy to get into slumps? This is the toughest competition in the world, and this guy has to worry about having his swing going well and his mechanics as a pitcher going well, and he's doing it Absolutely. all, and he's doing it seamlessly. Mm. It's crazy. He's top five, like you mentioned, in hitting and pitching. What more, more people want? I, I don't know. So, to they annoy want him, they to want be him to be the best the, player. He's got to be the number best one. one. On both? Are you yeah. kidding me? I know it's he crazy. Was number one. On, I mean, I, it's beyond me. But and he was the, the and just guy. and and for this past season, he was the best hitter in baseball. Yes. And the season before, he didn't hit 44 home runs, and he he had the best um, against hitting and pitching, like the lowest yeah. batting average. I mean, what else do you want from I, a pitcher? I, I, I wish the Yankees would have got him. Oh, of course. I wish. Of course. Are of you course. kidding every, me? Every, and thank you for the call, Alex. Every team in baseball would. Every team in baseball wishes they had Shohei Otani. He's the best player in baseball. If anyone argues me on that, I'm not even going to take your call, quite honestly. If you're going to tell me that right now he's not the best pitcher, he's not the best player currently in Major League Baseball, 
I don't even know if it's worthy arguing with you. We're arguing with you. I understand the argument of all time. We can have that discussion. I think your argument is more about career, and I'm just talking about the current player as is. No, we've never seen anything like we're watching right now. But, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, Hank Aaron had an incredible career. Willie Mays had an incredible career. Babe Ruth had an incredible career, years and years and years of hitting more home runs than teams. I get it. But no one's ever stepped on a field on any given day and been the DH and the pitcher in that given game and strike out 12 guys and hit two home runs. Like, it's crazy what he's doing. Here's another uh, Cashman hater. Stuart in Brooklyn. What's up, Stu Pot? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Chris, nobody's been able. I mean, yeah, guys have had careers, but this guy, we don't see enough of him. And I wish we could see more of him. So do I. Because, man, he's such a likable guy, and he he's, he's unreal. Let's just say that much. The, yeah. guy, the guy is uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, because uh, we've never seen players like him. What do we see? We see no. guys who can pitch. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, let's say uh, if uh, Sandy Koufax could hit, and hit the way he does and pitch right. the way he did. Of course. Uh, I mean, we're taking guys like that. But he didn't do it. But Sandy Koufax, as far as I'm concerned, was the best pitcher I ever saw. Sure. For the five years that he did what he did. Right. Nobody was even Right. Close. That, that's like a perfect example, too. Like, if if someone were to say uh, Sandy Koufax was the greatest pitcher of all time, and then someone would reply with, yeah, okay, yeah, for five years, though. I mean, uh, Roger Clemens has seven Cy Youngs. Uh, like, uh, no, Roger Clemens, seven years don't come near five years of Koufax. I, I, I agree. My point being that like, yeah, yeah, people yeah, are arguing career as opposed to the greatness in the moment. Like, Otani's right. greatness in the moment is unparalleled, no, even nobody, if careers... Even nobody comes near him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so let me ask you, I'll ask you the question. You're uh, a Cashman hater. And and probably a uh, a Steinbrenner uh, at least disliker and thought he wouldn't spend money. Let's say they fall short on Yamamoto. Uh, Cohen sw- swoops in and gives some outrageous number three forty, three fifty, three sixty. I don't know, but he signs Yamamoto. Have you seen enough from the Yankees in how invested they were in Yamamoto, having already traded for Soto? Have you cooled on, or are you fully past the idea? Of of hating the organization and how it's run, I have passed on hating the organization. Okay, uh, okay. Let's say this much: they have shown me that they've they've invested in the getting putting together a team that can compete. That's right. how I'll put it. Okay, and uh, you want to know what that I and as far as Aaron Boone goes. Uh, I was all, I was totally wrong on him because I was blaming him for something that he had nothing that he couldn't control. Yeah, I uh, mean I was blaming Boone. I was saying Boone this, Boone that. He was only working with what he was given. He was working with the guys he was given, the players. And they didn't have much of a team. They weren't constructed properly, and they they and all that time I was wrong. That I'll, I'll admit look that. at I was you. wrong about Boone. Look at you. I love it, Stu. I'm up against the break, but I love it. Call me up, Yankee fans, and apologize. 
Call me up and let me know how the organization has turned it around and you feel completely different. No more hate. No more Cashman hate. I love it. All it took was, you know, being in on Yamamoto and trading for Juan Soto and everybody. I mean, let's be honest. I Like, they've signed, signing Judge, I know he was a Yankee, but signing Judge was signing the best player in baseball. Like, they, they got him just like, you know, Juan... Juan Soto. I mean, they haven't done anything more than did what they did last year, acquire the best available hitter. But it feels different, doesn't it? It just feels different. They went out and got the best starting pitcher on the market last year. They got the best hitter and the best hit, hitter, pitcher in free agency last year, at least young and, and long-term contracts. I mean, you could argue Verlander or whatever, or DeGrom went healthy, but they – one of, if not the best starting pitcher on the market, went out and got him. Went out and got the best hitter on the market. Nobody liked it because they forgot left field. Everyone hated it, including myself. But all Juan Soto is is getting the best available hitter. They did that last year. But yet still, they're adding it to Judge, I suppose. But we're all in. We're back all in. The vibes are finally gone. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, it's that time again this morning, 3.30 in the morning. Walking down the stairs. Getting ready on this December 20th, my buddy Mike's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. As we head down the stairs for Christmas, now we're only five days away and only four days away from the greatest holiday in the history of mankind, Christmas Eve, with the greatest dinner ever. So much better than Thanksgiving, it's not even worth mentioning. But as we get ready, we go to our advent calendar, and we open the door, and we take out our piece of chocolate. And today I'm going to give you a little bit of something about Christmas that annoys me. And I've never noticed it before, and that's what annoys me. I think we've all noticed it, but no one's ever taken note. And it's silly and it's stupid, and you're going to laugh, hopefully. Or you're just going to think, Chris, why are you wasting our time with this? Why? Because I think it needs to be said. Today, for my son's school, it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Day. So how did I start my day? Putting red lipstick on my son's nose at 7 o'clock in the morning. And giving him the antlers he was going to wear to school. Because he was Rudolph today, that's what they did. So he made his nose red... We sent him away. And so there was a lot of singing of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which I don't necessarily have a problem with as a song overall. I've always liked the song, but I this is going to sound strange, but the beginning of this song annoys me now because my son was singing it over and over again, and I thought, this doesn't make any sense. The song doesn't make any sense. So let me give you the lyrics to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The very beginning. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What does this guy think? I'm an idiot? Like, I don't understand. Why would I know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen 
but you're not sure if I know the most famous reindeer? Wouldn't I only? Wouldn't it be like, hey, I know you know Rudolph. He's the most famous, but there's a lot of other ones. But today's the story. Like, oh, I know you know all the other ones that nobody remembers. But, hey, do you remember the most famous reindeer? Well, yeah, guy. If you're going to assume I know Dancer and Prancer, then don't you think I should know the most famous reindeer? I can't believe I never noticed this. The illogical nature to the beginning of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, is, is, it, it bothers me. It doesn't make any sense. If he's the most famous, why would I, why would I, why did, why is that the question? I, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? No, I know the lesser ones, but I don't know him. I'm not, I'm not familiar with, I'm not familiar with the Beatles, but I know the monkeys. I'm not, Aaron Judge, I don't know, but Ronald Torres, yes, I'm well aware. Doesn't make any sense, does it? All right, there's our Christmas thought for the morning because I heard that song a million times over the last two days and the opening bothers me. Do you know the most... I know you know the lesser ones, but do you know the most famous? Of course I do. Of course I know. There's a song about him. That's how I know. I was thinking about it all day, the illogical nature at the beginning of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 877-337-66... 66. Let's get back to your calls. Limo driver Ed on the way to JFK. What's up, limo driver Ed? Hey, good morning. Happy holidays to you and your family. Oh, thank you, buddy. Same to you. Listen, you know, everybody's talking about Atani and this other pitcher. This other pitcher, Yamamoto, whatever his name is, Yamamoto. Is is he pitching in the major leagues now, or he's going to come over to pitch in the major leagues? He's going to come over to pitch. He's never pitched before in the major leagues. So why are we going crazy? The guy hasn't even pitched in the major leagues yet, and we, we act like you want well, to pay him $350 million. Because his, his stuff will translate. At least that's the thought. He's got uh, excellent stuff. They've gone and seen him and scouted him, and everybody believes he's an ace, top-of-the-rotation starting pitcher. He throws hard. He's got a great sinker. He's got an unbelievable curveball. Uh, everybody thinks that he's going to be – he's been dominant. He's won the, uh, the equivalent of three consecutive Cy Youngs in Japan. And everybody just is, from watching him, the Yankees have been enamored with him from the beginning. They've had scouts at every one of his games this year. And everyone believes he's a phenomenal starting pitcher. That's why. And he's, and he's, 20, and he's, and he's, and he's 25 years old. And, and star, excellent starting pitchers who, who belong at the top of the rotation do not hit free agency at 25 years old. It's a rare player to have available. Uh, and, and until he's in Major League Baseball, then we can talk about it, just like Katani. Same thing with him. Great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a better hitter than Tony Gwynn. And I can say... Well, no, I, I never said he's a better... I mean, well, he, he, has, he hits for more power than Tony Gwynn, but no, he's not a better overall, uh, I guess, you know, hitter than Tony Gwynn. But, I mean, he's put up seasons Tony Gwynn can't put up. Well, I mean, as far as the pitch, but listen. He's no, not as, a, a as, a, as, a, as a hitter. As a hitter, right, as a hitter. Even but as a hitter, Otani's done things Tony Quinn can't do. Now, he's Tony Quinn does stuff that Otani can't do, but... Otani can't do, too. But, I mean, it depends on what but, you value. I, I understand Tony Quinn is an unbelievable hitter and could do anything with yes, the bat and won all those batting titles. But, you know, 
I mean, did he ever drive in a hundred? Oh yeah, one year, nineteen ninety-seven, he drove in one hundred nineteen runs. And hit yeah, I mean, seventeen. Listen, I just don't want you to put all this money. One guy, he already going to have Tommy John surgery if he's going to get that done. But yeah. you know, he's out there with Trout, and he he didn't win anything. They didn't win nothing. No, and, that is and, true. And just like yesterday, Dodgers. But look at the Dodgers. Yeah, okay. Well, they won over hundred some odd games, but they didn't win. The whole thing is getting to the final. Well, I mean, so yeah, I'm but doing. I understand that. So what should they do? Only pay guys who've won championships? I don't think the guys. Like, is that is that the only is that the only out. way you go about it? Ed, like that's it. The only all they can do is poach guys from the Texas Rangers. Otherwise, what they do, like they're great players, whether or not they won or not. Shohei Otani's a great player. Mike Trout's a great player. It hasn't worked there. They've had a terrible ownership group. They've never been able to put pitching on the field. It's how it is. Ted Williams never won a championship. Should we not consider Ted Williams a great player? Do you appreciate Otani though for like leaving? I actually appreciate him leaving because he wasn't ever going to win. No, I agree. And, and and Mike Trout is going to go down as one of the better players in one baseball of the great, history. Of one of the great players in and baseball history. And he's not going to ever play in any meaningful baseball. It doesn't like seem ever. that way. It doesn't seem that way. You never know. But you're right. I, I don't expect him to be good next year. That's for sure. Uh, I know Blake Snell's talked to them, so maybe they can add uh, a top of the rotation starter. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, it, it goes both ways. Do I also respect Mike Trout for sticking with the team that he grew up with and the organization that he went with and tried to win with that team? I respect that too. Like, ultimately, at this point, if I were Mike Trout, I would request a trade. I agree. I would be looking to get out of this. But, you know, some guys don't. It doesn't, you know, mean they're, they're you know, they don't care about winning. They want to win with the team they're with. But, yes, I do. I, I do think... Otani wants to win, and I think he recognized, and that's why I was clamoring for it. At the, I wouldn't say clamoring for it. I was, I was thinking, ultimately, they probably should have traded him. I was surprised they didn't trade him. They could have got a lot for him. I mean, I know. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm killing the the Mookie Betts trade. I'm killing that trade. Um, the Soto trade, as far as the Padres go. So I, I don't like to trade away the great player. But if you know he's not going to stay, like if you know. You have to get something for him. And then you could always sign him anyway. Tim in Hartford. What's up, Tim? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Happy holidays, all that stuff. Oh, sure. Thank you for making it and all that stuff. What's up? Uh, (laughs) What Otani has done is remarkable. Mm -hmm. Pitching and hitting. But I'm sorry. Okay. Best player that ever lived? Yes. How's his glove? Uh, how's how does he play in the outfield? I, I bet you'd be okay, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't play in the outfield. Oh, so all he has to worry about when he's playing is hitting. He doesn't have to worry about defensive positioning. He doesn't have to worry about cutting the ball off in the gap. He doesn't have to worry about running into a wall like Darren Judge did. That is part of the game. All he has Don't to cut me off. All he, I'm That's not going to cut you off. Game. No, okay. all, you're right. He doesn't have to worry about he cutting. Play. He does not play one third of the baseball game. I think, like I say, I think what he does is remarkable. Not nobody's done it since Babe Ruth, and that was a whole different era. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me he's the best player that ever lived when he only plays two thirds of the game. He pitches. He's responsible. I don't care. What How could do you to- possibly say you don't care? He plays defense at the most important defensive position. 
pitcher. How many innings? How many innings did he pitch? Did you say 123? 130 this year, 160 last year. Okay, I looked up Tatis. Tatis had 300 putouts and 17 assists, and that doesn't count the balls that he cut off in the gap or the balls that where he threw the third base and held the runner at second. Right. So. So 160, yeah, yeah, but it's 160 times three, and he's striking batters out. It's, I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. 130 games where he's not contributing in the field. That's half the game. I I understand that, but he's he's pitching. You in in a play in a in a playoff game, he could be pitching for you and 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 throwing six scoreless innings. That those guys make thirty million dollars their own. No, and no, uti- no utility outfielder is making thirty million dollars. No guy who got, no, you know, they, 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 many, they just they just traded for Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham doesn't make thirty million dollars. How many starts did Otani have? Uh, well, he got injured this 20, year. But let me look. Twenty or twenty-five, maybe. Hold on, what pitching right here? I was just looking at it. Uh. He made 28 starts last year, 23 starts this year. Okay, so roughly 130 games where he doesn't contribute in the field. Yeah, but uh, listen, That's first of all, yeah, but that, that, there are outfielders who don't contribute in every game. You want to play that? But here's the point. Guys who pitch like him make $30 million. A guy who plays a good left field doesn't make $30 million. Do you know why? Because they're not as valuable as the starting pitcher. Garrett Cole doesn't only pitches 28 games. He makes $36 million a year. They just traded for Trent Grisham, who's an excellent gold glove winning center fielder. How much money does he make? Like, but, you got to hit if you're talk, an outfielder. I'm, he hits, he led talk, the league. I'm not he making led, an argument about whether Otani's worth $700 million. Or no, not. But, but my point is, is you can't tell me that the, the the playing left field is more important than the pitching if he was just if the dh if you were like talking if you it, it matters of, 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 it doesn't matter as much as being a starting pitcher at the level otani is no it doesn't we're you not talking about pitch. big poppy you, we're not talking about only, big poppy we're not only, talking about edgar pitch. martinez you can pitch once a week if you're Shohei otani yeah. once a week I understand that. I can that. play my outfielder seven days a week. I understand that. And an excellent outfielder who doesn't hit doesn't make any money and no one cares I'm and isn't that valuable. No, but excellent, money is value. Money no, but money hit. money is value. You're to, I'm I'm when I say the greatest baseball player, I'm talking about the value. You're talking about running down some fly balls that almost that you know that anyone could run down. You're talking about the putouts. You're talking about the putouts that Fernando Tatis made. How many of them are easy putouts? How many bad outfielders make putouts? How many how many good outfielders make plays that never show up in the box score? That are outstanding, incredible plays. I I understand that, but what I'm saying is, is gold gloves don't get you paid the way starting pitching gets you paid. It's not as valuable. If you can hit, if you can hit. Yes. So he's doing the pitching and the hitting. He's doing the same thing that gets thirty million dollars a year on the open market, and the same thing that gets thirty million dollars a year on the open market. He's doing the both two of those things. That's why he got paid the money. So. We're gonna have to agree. We agree well, with I, I, I guess I'm just telling you what's more. He's pitching and he's hitting. That's more valuable than being than being an outfielder. He's pitching, 
He's pitching once a week. My outfielder can play. I un- I understand that, but it's still, and you still look at it. It's the same number of outs he's contributing to. It's more outs. He's still getting more outs over the course of your season. More, there is more than just getting outs in the outfield. You give me a gold glove outfielder, and I can tell you he's saving a hell of a lot more runs than Shohei Otani is pitching once every week. You're you're lost. I completely disagree with you. I'm not lost. I completely disagree with you. A gold glove outfielder saves more runs than the starting pitcher? Yep. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know... If I if I see it that way, then why don't gold? Then how come Kevin Kiermeyer, who's the greatest freaking center fielder I've ever seen, how come he's not getting paid anywhere near what Otani gets paid? Why doesn't he get paid anywhere near what a starting pitcher gets paid? How come? He's a tremendous center fielder, and it proves he's more valuable as a pitcher. He he played the outfield in Japan, like right. Quite, quite a bit. They don't want him to play the outfield because yeah, he pitches. More, he valuable. could, if he doesn't pitch, he would play the outfield. And he played the outfield a little bit. And at here. some point in his career, he may play the outfield on a regular basis if he stops pitching. But you can't argue which one's more valuable to a team. It's a pitcher. We're getting ready to pay how much for Yamamoto, and he hasn't pitched an inning. I, I, of the course, majors. of course. Like, come on. And Kevin Kiermaier is going to get two years at twelve million per, and he's the best center fielder in the league. Harrison Bader's the greatest center fielder I've ever seen the Yankees have since Bernie Williams, and they cut him. I mean, come on. I understand it's only 30 games. I get that. But he's doing it at an incredible level. It's not the same as an outfielder. If you don't hit, you don't play. If you can't hit, it doesn't matter how good of an outfielder you are. You won't play. Yet pitchers don't hit by basis of the rule, and they make $30 million. You can't argue what's more valuable to a team. You cannot. If you just want to get hung up on the idea of a ball player has to go uh, shag fly balls, I I don't know what to tell you. He's he's pitching and he's hitting. That's more valuable than just playing the outfield. And the only reason why I bring up money is because that's how we determine value. And you're talking about value. And by the way, he's an incredible athlete. He had eight triples. He runs like a deer. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. You know Dasher and Dancer and <laughs> I didn't Dancer ask for this, yes. Oh, yeah, you know Comet those guys. And Cupid sure you do. Donner and Blitz. Of course you know them. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Well, of course I do. Rudolph the if you're going to assume reindeer, I know all the other guys, how do I not know either don't make assumptions at all or just assume I know them all? 
To, to just insinuate, I know Dasher and Prancer, but you might not know the most famous of them all is obnoxious. Obnoxious. The rest of the song is fine. The rest of the song is fine. He ends up saving Christmas. God bless him. But just saying, don't make assumptions about what I know. And just back to the Otani thing real quick. If you're saying that outfield is more valuable than starting pitching, then why didn't Judge make more money than Otani? Judge is just as good a hitter, if not better, and I think he is. And Judge is a world... I know he hasn't won uh, the Gold Glove, but he's a world-class outfielder. Why Why is he making more money than Mookie Betts, who's a, a world-class defender? Infield, outfield, Gold Glove winner, uh, unbelievable hitter. How come he got double? I know the 700s Fugazi or whatever, but got much more money than the two of them. Because pitching is more valuable than playing the outfield. He's just another player. He's a $35 million player. He's a $40 million player like judges. Not a $70 million player when he does both. Don't you get it? Another impressive player. How about John Morant? If you didn't see this, John Morant in his first game back after the 25-game suspension... He leads the Grizzlies uh, back from 24 points down against the Pelicans, has 34 points in the game, and hits the buzzer beater. They're down 24 points. He leads them back, scores 34 points in the game, and the game winner at the buzzer in his first game back from the 25-game suspension. I mean, 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals. He is, if he just gets his head on straight, I mean, you are talking about an all-time player. He has the capability of being an all-time player. If he can just figure it out. And hopefully now coming, hopefully this final, you know, 25-game suspension is enough for him to realize. And then the comeback, I would imagine off of those 25 games, obviously the team's not off to a great start without him. I mean, to, to come back and realize what you're capable of. And the fun he must have had being back, playing basketball with his teammates, leading his team back to victory, hitting the game winner, scoring 34 points. To be able to do that, to be able to do that the first night back, hopefully that's enough to just stick in his mind. And he's, I'm, I'm, I don't get a chance to listen on his computer. I listen on my phone, but... In the post game, basketball is my life. It's what I love. It's therapeutic for me, and I'm just excited to be back. I'm sure he's thrilled to be back with his teammates playing like this is what he's capable of. He could be the star of the NBA. He could be right there in two or three years as the face of the NBA.